the Laughing Monkey Music Show too. And Kelly Nichols, how are you? Hey man, how's it going? Good. <laughs> I'm glad we could do this. We've uh, been almost like pen pals for a while there, and actually finally saw you at at Mohegan. Uh, yeah, man, you should have come by and hung out after, man. Dude, it was crowded. People were just hanging after you, man. You're a rock star. People were just. It's too much. It's not my scene. You know, they just want free drinks. <laughs> I know, I know. I did get some of your shirts. Um, great shirts. People, I want to actually tell people that right now. Go, go to the site. Actually, go to your, um, you have one Zazzle, right? Yeah, I got them on Zazzle. Yes, I will put the link up. Go to there. I've got two of them. They're good quality shirts. Um, oh, good. Thanks. Good to know. Yeah, they're really good. I got two of them. I couldn't decide what I wanted. It's like, oh, I just get two of them. <laughs> and there's actually more on the site. I want get. I bought them on the show that that night, though. It was a good show, man. It was a really good show. Thanks. Yeah, man. It was a great place, right? What a really cool, uh, what a cool, beautiful looking place, man. It was like at the bottom of a teepee. It was awesome. It was. It was a good size, it was a good size crowd. Um, and obviously you remember I, I recorded it too. So it's actually out there right. in the video. If people want to see it, if people want to see it, it's out there. Um, if you couldn't make it to the show, because you guys obviously don't play everywhere a lot. So that's no, we don't do a lot of shows, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are we looking at for shows this year? I know, I know it's more of a laid back approach, but Fuck, there's only like two shows so far. Well, M3. Right. And and let me look at the other one here. It's called, um, there's a show in Detroit. And, uh, oh, it's over fucking here. Hang on, there's a show in Detroit. And the show in Detroit is at, let me go to Riley's LA Guns, which has the update shit. Okay, so it's a place called Smugglers Run in Wyandotte, Michigan. And that is uh, May 5th. So that's like two days before M3. So that's uh, Michigan show. And that's it. And then we got M3. And then I don't know what else is happening. It's pretty chill uh, schedule there for the year. <laughs> it's too fucking chill, man. <laughs> I have to say, you really, you really want to do a couple of shows here and there. We're um, supposed to, like, you know, we're supposed to hear about these things, like, uh, you know, sooner than later. So I don't know what's happening. I bet you they're but, gonna pile. Yeah, when I do, I'll post it. I'll post it, you know, and tell everybody. But like, uh, you know, well, you're good. Do you have it on your Instagram? And like I said, all these links will go underneath it. Your Instagram and on the on the the, the Riley's Guns webpage. Which also okay. has a, a link on there to the shirts also, if you go that way, to get the shirts. Many right. different ways to get the merch. Um, Appreciate Which it. is pretty cool. So you Keeps actually, it, yeah, that's right. So he, <laughs> so actually, we'll talk about that from there. You do all the graphics. That's what you do now. Yeah. Uh, do, yeah, well, I've been doing it for a while, but uh, yeah, I've gotten to do all the band stuff. So I got is, the... Uh, good. Well, I got the album cover all uh, turned in and everything for um, for the vinyl and the CD. And there's a seven inch single that we're doing, too. So all that artwork has been turned in. And, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're hoping for a May release on the album. So we'll have to see. There's a lot of different colored vinyls and stuff. So takes, has it been uh, a challenge getting all the vinyl? Because vinyl has been kind of hard for bands because everyone wants vinyls now. Yeah, vinyl takes time it's not really so hard but it just takes time because you have to get on like a waiting list and and uh and, and the list is long so you know i heard and it's I like eight months or something or it used to be yeah it's, yeah it's crazy so the dark horse 
And the first single was Overdrive. Yeah, that came out. And then we just, uh, the second single, Rewind, is coming out. Um, 17th? Uh, the 17th, yeah, February 17th. Right, got that one right. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. And then, yeah, that was, that's a good one. And then we got one more after that. I'm anticipating your questions. We got one more after that. And then we, uh, and then, you know, hopefully the album by then, by, by early, uh, by, you know, May. Uh, so yeah, one more single coming out, one more bundle. That's like three bundles altogether. Yep. And then the seven inch with a special song, uh, on it. And, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. And then we'll see what happens. Any uh, like lyric videos and stuff like that, special you know, things planned? I'm actually working on the video right now. I'm going to do a video for The Dark Horse, but uh, it's going to be like the making of kind of like I did for Crawl. Crawl. That's, that was cool. Because uh, we just, there's just no time to to do a video when, we, when we're when uh, we like this, you know. Um, it's going to just be like, I, you know, I shoot a lot of, stuff like uh, all the time always have so i mm -hmm. i just kind of like throw together what i have and uh you know play the track to it and um see if it comes out you know try to make something cool because we're all just so far apart it's just like you know it's not gonna happen you and you are so actually are there extra tracks gonna be like do you guys have extra or do you do just the amount of songs for this album when you recorded for this album or are you gonna have like extra tracks like well there's an extra track on the yeah. seven inch that we redid okay so that's uh that's kind of like uh you know cool little bonus and then there's another track that we redid but uh don't know how i feel about it so we're we're uh just kind of waiting to see but the, the album will have 10 songs and then the, it comes with the seven inch which has two two more songs oh very cool all right because if you had extras going on for you know movies or just other things throughout the year kind of fun things to put out there it's uh yeah i don't know uh i don't know i don't know what else is coming well, you, well no you're right because you guys do right you guys have a tight thing people don't realize you guys oh, are obviously yeah. four different places and when you guys write separately so when you guys do get together it's like usually like a week or two that you guys are in one spot to record so there's no you know it's all trimming of the fat there's no you know it's all the meat you know. All the meat, man. No fat on this stuff at all. There's no time. There's no. Uh, there's no budget for it anymore for that. So yeah, it's really like grind and uh, and get it done. But it's a great process. But we'd like to do like a live record for the next one. So that's kind of where we're heading and seeing like um, you know if there's a show, uh, some point that we can um, record. You know, get some gear out there and record it. That would be and awesome. Then, uh, yeah, but then we still got a bunch of songs that we didn't even, you know, put on the these two records, and then you know we could uh, we could write more, and um, and uh, Steve's in Nashville now, so we could uh, go down. I'd love to go down to record in Nashville. And it's a very popular place right now. All the all the all the uh, L.A. transplants and rockers have moved to Nashville now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot. It's it's. I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty busy place actually yeah. so one of the things i actually after we we talked last time i actually gone back i know you hate the, the sweet pain reference but i actually went back and i didn't even realize shoot for thrills was originally from there well a slower yeah. version it's yeah. a pretty good version it's a good song yeah thanks man it's funny um it was used in uh the friday night lights movie oh yeah so, yeah which uh which i never saw it 
but I know I got a royalty check from it. So it was like that, know, that was that was cool. But um but uh that's an old song and I you know um that's like the first song I brought into the band, like you know, with LA Guns when we first started, just so we had something to jam with, you know. That was like my first attempt at uh songwriting. <laughs> Well, I think it's cool. I think the album itself felt very like had a very Hanoi rocks to it. So this album kind of felt this sad song kind of felt like it was Hanoi rocks, even Sex Pistols kind of punky feel to it. That's why I think it was made it kind of fun. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I think the music was good. I mean, you know, we were just all kind of like starting to learn how to play and stuff, so it wasn't like we were any virtuosos anywhere. But it was still like kind of cool. But uh, we just had trouble finding a lead singer, and then you know. The guy who uh, sang Corky, Michael, he uh, he he was like the manager, and he ended up like singing, and it was just so crazy. Um, but he had a good vibe and stuff. For um, but yeah, Hanoi Rocks was a huge uh, influence on us back then. We got in on Hanoi Rocks like right away. I saw that uh, Oriental Beat record and just like yep. picked that up, and I was like, wow, these guys look great, and it's a cool look and everything. So. Yeah, and the music was killer too. So um, you know, it was good to it was a good start of us, you know, I would say the start of the glam, you know. No, but it was it was, it was, a, it was a good 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 for a song too, and actually, you know, holds over pretty well. Um and I, I was saying that because I, I know and I know uh Yoakum, I know that you guys always have a lot of songs. I know like with the four of you guys in the band, I'm sure there's no shortage of songs to begin with for these albums coming in. I mean, I know Steve's like pulling out songs from like bands, people was it bees or the bees or something. Like I know he's been pulling songs from 8,000 years back. <laughs> like, all of you guys have so many songs, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there's no shortage of songs. I mean, whether they're good or bad, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, uh, you know, we try to get the best ones that, uh, you know, we. I mean, uh, I, I feel like songwriting, too, is really... Um, you know, as a you, you try to get better as a songwriter. It's never really thought of it like that. You know, just like what you do say is what you say. But I, I feel like you know you can try to get better at it. But it's really cool when you come up with a song, though, man. It's a really good feeling, and then you hear it on you know something, and it's like kind of cool, man. You well, know your, that your you songs are different. Are very different out there in the universe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, your songs. Sorry, step over you. Your songs are very different, though. Also, it's not. It's almost like the, there's like a running melody through the verses too. It's not like just verse, chorus, verse, big chorus. Like it's it's very hummable. It has like through it, you know what I mean? Which is not like all other songs out there. I feel like that's kind of a trait of the band and kind of your songwriting. Yeah, I feel like um I feel like with my songwriting, like you could, you know, you could sing different harmonies to it. Like if if you could sing, you could sing different versions of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd really like, uh, uh, you know, like because I, I sing along with them, you know, and I, I think I'm the worst singer. So I, uh, but I just like uh, you can come up with different melodies along the original melody line, and it's kind of uh, it's cool. But it's just cool to have it out there in the world that you know you wrote a you wrote something that people hear, and it's just crazy people you've never met in different countries, and it's just like uh, you you know some songs you know become part of a person's life or a time that they remember so it's a really cool uh thing to be doing does it ever it's throw you off at this point i it's hard for me to finish a song i need a deadline 
I need to know that there's like, you know, we have to go into the studio by this date and we have to, uh, you, we have to turn them in. Like, you know, we do a, you know, you have to turn them in by a certain time if you want it on the record. So you just like, you know, then you really like work and try to get all the parts and stuff. And, um, uh, but I need a deadline, man. I'm no good without a deadline. <laughs> Were you writing songs before this though? Like, I mean, like, was it like around... I don't know. I know before the band petered out, you, you didn't really record any albums. Or, were you writing songs in between? I mean, there's a big gap between there. I know you weren't doing a lot of music, but were you just kind of picking up your your spin? Not really, man. I even only, only jammed with a couple of people during that whole time. And uh, I had some friends had a little cool barn out uh, uh, at the end of Long Island that we would go jam a few times. But I never really like had to, you know, work... Uh, I didn't want to write. I didn't feel like I needed to write because I didn't feel like I had an avenue really to get it heard or recorded yeah. or, you know, I'm not really good at all that, um, you know, Pro Tools and stuff. I, I use GarageBand and I'll just lay down like one drum beat the whole way mm -hmm. through and just to keep my tempo and the vibe. And then, you know, then with Steve later, we break it up and we add different parts to it and, and stuff like that. But I can't like, you know, put in drum loops and and that kind of stuff, man. So I just like, you know, I'll just get a beat going and then I just start, you know, playing and see what happens, you know. It's crazy to think that you hadn't written any songs in that long. And then you just write these really killer songs. I mean, I get ideas and I write lyrics and stuff. And I, I you know, I do get like, bit. I got bits and bits and bits and bits. And right. Bits on top of bits. All right. Well, that I, makes more sense. It's like someone saying like, say like, imagine your favorite movie. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, the guy didn't do a movie for 30 years. You mean you didn't do anything in between then and then? And then you come up with another blockbuster that's amazing? You're like, nothing? And then so it makes sense that you're doing, you know what I'm saying? For the outside looking yeah. in, you're like, oh, okay, so there is something churning in that process for you because you didn't lose yeah, anything. You can't, really stop the, you, can't really, you can't really stop the creative process, you know, or the ideas from coming because, you know, like how, you know, you, I see the world and stuff and I, you know, I try to like, uh, you know, I see... Uh, see the world as a painter i forgot who said that but you know like I, I try to look at everything and i take it all down and i keep you know melodies in my head and i love music so much i just sing along or i'll just you know i'll hear a song and and then i'll hear a, something another version of it but yeah you don't stop that so you know but i don't do anything with it so i just got like bits and bits and bits <laughs> That's crazy. But it's, well, you're, you've also continued to be very interesting with your obviously you're you're an avid motorcycle rider. Yes. And, 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 so I mean, if you try it, you're driving around, you're you're going all over the place, you're meeting people. Clearly, you're you're sucking in the world, so it's adding to your palate. Yes. And, um, well, if I could just get on a motorcycle and travel around the world, I would I would do it. That that would be probably uh, as a dream some, someday. Yeah. I love it. It's just I, a great, great feeling. The fact that you you're such a motorcycle person, even after your big accident way back in the day, does your leg hurt at this point? Do you get arthritis in it now? I, I gotta imagine. No, it's actually pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, it was uh, it was definitely a good hit, but uh, I still got it, so you know, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> you know, but I didn't really blame the motorcycle for any part of my accident. You know, it's like it was the guy who made a left turn in front of me. He was the guy who he was the one to blame. You know, I could have been in a car or I could have been on right. a bicycle or could have been walking or anything. It's just like, you know, um, it didn't really, um, you know, deflate my love of motorcycles 
at all. Like I just, I just got that bike. I had it for like 17 days. I was like, I had a GSXR 750, which was like the one of the first production cafe racing style motorcycles that these companies like Suzuki made it. But it was like just so cool looking, and uh, and I was so happy. <laughs> and then I got creamed, but you know. And then I just wanted to go ride again. I think that's one of the things that even like kept me positive and in the hospital was trying to like, man, that was so much fun. I want to get out there and ride again as soon as possible, you know. That probably pushed you through being bummed out about losing one band at the same time. Yeah, there was a lot going on at that time, man. It was weird. It worked out well for you. You are a thrills person, though. This is what I didn't realize. Sharks. So I saw your video on your little YouTube thing. Yeah, sharks. Holy moly. What's going on with that dude? That's like one of my biggest fears. Oh yeah, shark diving. Oh shark yeah, diving. yeah. Well, my friend has a boat, so um, I go I go out with him, um, and we uh, we take people shark diving in a cage out of uh, Montauk here. So the uh, you know the Atlantic Ocean, and they you know so there's uh, you just see all kinds of stuff. It's great. It's just the best gig ever. You know, you get on a boat and you just go like about 20 miles out to sea and uh, there's nothing around. And we put a cage in the water and we, we chum for sharks and they come. <laughs> and the, and so he deals with the boat and the sharks and I deal with the people getting them in and out of the cage, getting them with a breather, uh, getting them comfortable with the breather, the weight belt. And you got to, uh, you know, you got to not panic once you get in that cage and, and it's tricky, uh, man. Some people, some people just can't take it, man. They panic, but I gotta like calm them down, and and usually it's great. And once they get in, uh, you know, and you see what you get—blue sharks—and you've seen all kinds of stuff go by and stuff. And there's been great whites out there a lot. And really? uh, yeah, actually, my uh, the, the captain saw one this summer. So uh, last summer, so I missed that one, but. Uh, they're rare, but they do uh, they do come in and out of there. They breed up there. So let me just tell you this really funny, quick story. We took uh, we could take up to six people on the boat, but one time this guy and, uh, and his girlfriend or his wife came or his whatever came on the boat. They reserved the whole boat for just for themselves, right? So so we take them out about twenty miles to sea, and it's like you know you just been like zooming and humming on the water and bouncing and then when you stop and he turns off the engine the guy goes is this where you kill us now and throw us in the ocean <laughs> we're like i was like dude you're lucky we're not killers man <laughs> you know but yeah Show. this is a good this is a good spot for it but it's, it was fun i i was watching the video and it's like that is insane because first off the the clip the little thing put together is, you got some great footage man so were you actually in the water I've yourself? been in the cage. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the water. But well, it looks times. like the shots are not in the cage. It looks like it's actually outside the cage. Yeah, because I'm on the boat. So you're kind of so like sticking just, your head like, in? I just stick, I just stick my, half my body in the water and try to like <laughs> make sure I don't get eaten by a shark. Like, you know. Well, you never know, out. You yeah. never know what's coming. I mean, you can, you know, so these things like pop out of the blue and all of a sudden you're like, it's a whale over there. And, you know, these are just like a, a turtle or a, a man of war, like a, a portuguese man of war you're like what is that and they look like they were like a piece of plastic garbage and you're like what is that thing and it's like it was great man it's great it's crazy yeah. i mean and the one part of the footage someone's got their lost their foot or something their foot bitten it's so crazy and i was like <laughs> how is he shooting his footage because it looks like you're in the water shooting people while they're in the cage i'm like well how are you not in the cage shooting this because the yeah, angle no, looks really good it's an illusion 
Yeah, no, but we are out of the cage sometimes shooting, especially the captain. He, um, like, uh, one time we we thought we saw a great white, and he was at the back of the boat. <laughs> he was at the back of the boat, and it's like this huge fin, and he goes, uh, he goes, I think that's a great white, and he just runs into the cabin of the boat, grabs his, like, camera, runs back to the back of the boat, and dives right in, and we're all just like, uh, <laughs> wait, that's the captain just dove in after he said that's a great white. <laughs> We're like, are you crazy? Uh, oh my so, god! Yeah, and then I'm like, I mean, like, yeah. I need to learn how to drive this boat if you're gonna be diving off the boat like that. Well, everybody's <laughs> looking at me like, and I just like, you know, I could barely drive the boat, but I, I could get us home. But it was like, <laughs> you know, things like, happen. I mean, they're left with me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm smoking. Hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> that <laughs> is so funny. It, it's it's great to see that though. I mean, because obviously, it fits in. You're very much into the the motif of skulls and pirates and stuff, so. Sharks. I like totally anything fit cool. in with that. I like anything cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. funny. It's really, yeah. it's really funny though. That's but that's like really like one of my biggest fears of sharks. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. like I can just imagine some things. I know you mentioned you're like no hooks. So I saw you guys chum it with like ropes and no hooks. Yeah, no I hooks. No, we, we have um we uh yeah, we tie a piece of rope through like some some bait fish and stuff like that, but we don't catch, we don't, you know. Uh, so it, it's a cool part because in the morning I have to be on the boat at like six in the morning and then uh, get it ready and get the bait and everything, clean it and everything. And then, uh, you know, for the people to come and then you see like all the other guys who are getting on boats and they've got like spear guns and fucking bazookas and shit that, you know, they're just going out there to destroy everything, everything. man. And it's like, and it's sad when you look at it from my perspective where, you know, we're no hooks. We're just you know, watching them, admiring their, the beauty of these creatures. Right. But, and these other guys are just walking by with like, you know, 10 rifles in each hand. And they got like, you know, they're just, it's a massacre. It's such a shame. It's but, sad. You know, and the hooks, the hooks are my sad too. This, when they were swimming by with hooks in their mouths, it's sad. To see that yeah hooks uh hooks supposedly dissolve after a while so that's really? the one good thing yeah i guess all right i never heard that before it's kind of crazy it may take a while but they will dissolve in that salt water after a while from their mouths that's what i've heard from the sources of the i dive. guess everything everything right everything breaks down even styrofoam if you have enough time right milk up million yeah. years everything Couple will break down <laughs> Yeah, a couple million years, it'll be all good. It'll be fine. Just, yeah, don't be such a baby about it. One yeah. of the um, things with, with, I was going to say, I was looking back at your your catalog with all the all this. You have a huge catalog of you of the band on with the band. Through the years, the band's done a lot of re-recording of songs. I know bands do that to get their money back, to get more money back from the albums than they do from the labels. It's a good recoup thing. Did you play on some of the re-recordings? How what, during the process of all those? No, no, not a single one. You know, no, I don't think so, man. No, I haven't recorded anything since, you know, whatever, Renegade's the first thing. But, uh, well, I did record that one song with uh, with uh, Stacy Blaze when he was in the band and uh, mm -hmm. and Phil and, and Steve. Um, I played on one song, but that was it, man. No, I didn't do anything else. There's a video out there of that night you had played, I think. It's like the day before or the day after. And you and Steve, you can see the excitement of you guys connecting. Yeah, like like two kids jamming. Like the, the energy is very visible. Yeah, man, it's uh, me and Steve play along really well together. I think it's really easy. I, it's uh, it's just so solid that 
you know, it's just so solid. You never have to worry about it. And it's, uh, you know, easy. We always have good eye communication and stuff. And we got along great off tour and on tour. And um, so, you know, this is a fun project to be with him, you know, because this is the guy I played the drums with the most, you know. And we smoked a joint before every show back then. Every show we could, him and I would just kind of walk off to the side and uh, smoke a tube. Nobody else smoked in the yeah. band at the time. And we would always, so, you know, so we were always in the in the group in together, the you know. <laughs> so it's our little thing, man. Which is funny, because, I mean, and, but he's always been a serious business guy. And he's the most laid back guy. So I can see how you two would really have no issues, because you guys are very similar in a way. You know. Well, it's good because I let him like take care of what he takes care of, and then right. you know I bring him to, and do the art. I do the art and the social and the web and all that stuff. So that takes that off of his plate, you know. So he can concentrate on, you know, the business side of the band and and uh, deals more with the managers and stuff than uh, than the rest of us. So it's good, you know. We can kind of like split the duties and um, and make sure that you know it's done. I mean, being able to do the artwork for the, for the band is great because I can. You know, I can post it when I want to. I can, you know, I, I, got, I have total control over it. You yeah. know, I'm not waiting for somebody to hand in a piece of art. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, or I got to change something or this date's been postponed. You got It's great. So I can just I just bust Updated. it out all the time. Yeah. Well, it's good creative control for you, too. And so it's a good teamwork thing. I think in the fact that he's done it so long, it's been such a, a, such a skill set that he has to be. Yeah. The manager i think that was you know super overlooked over the years with, with the original band i mean I don't yeah, know. that's a lot it's a big responsibility too man you know you know i don't want to say anything but yeah he, he didn't get much help back then you know no like, you know everybody just put it on his shoulders and it's like you know you, it's a lot to deal with you know going through the going through the riders and the, the um what do you got when you're setting up the shows? You have to check everything that's you know going to be there that you, we need, and the gear, and the rooms, and the travel. It's like ah, uh, so I would. Well, do uh, it. Yeah, he was a very big facility. <laughs> that and actually, I talked to um, uh, Mike C. Let's see, Mike, oh, Mike C. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Gordon. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy yeah, who oh, sang for Sweet Pink. Okay. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah that's the guy who said. I didn't catch it. Oh, I didn't put it together. Yeah, he was on, and we were talking, and I've actually posted clips. Of, uh -huh. of it because a lot of it's been supporting like it's funny it's things that you did like it was one of the clips because he had talked about uh about jane how uh tracy's like i'm gonna quit the band which was a pretty fantastic point because everybody plays it now because it was the biggest thing which is a fun point so i had to put the clip out there because <laughs> it's a fun point so that people cool, should be aware of that's cool because that's that's you know there's things that you don't remember. So it's cool to hear from somebody else that has uh, who was there who can kind of uh, throw in another perspective because I don't remember everything. But uh, yeah, can you imagine? I'm gonna quit the band. It's insane. Yeah, he oh, uh, he's, he's been documenting a lot of your stuff. He's got a lot of stuff up there, so we can remember as he remembers it because he doesn't want to forget it. It's out there, like on podcasts and YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he was around for, I got him to gig and stuff. And then, uh, you know, we were friends before uh, before I, I got into LA Guns and stuff. So when we did and, uh, you know, I got him, uh, I knew he would be good at it, but he just like lost his mind. <laughs> I think we drove him crazy, though. It was a lot. It was a handful. I couldn't it imagine was, you guys were out of control. 
you know, when we were that young and we were, you know, and we were just touring like 11 months out of the year, it was just, we were just crazy. It was crazy. And then uh, he just like, you know, I think the top of his head literally exploded exploded away. I didn't think he had no money, just all kinds of problems. Like he was talking about the stress he went through. Like he must have lived a million years. Like, yeah. (laughs) In that age, it was just, but hearing behind the scenes, because it did say how, I could swear, I think it was like, yeah, there was how we talked about Steve and Tracy. I think it was Tracy, how they had a bump in the beginning, in in the very beginning. It talks about the dynamic of how, one was one way, one was the other way. And it's nice to see that out there. I'm not trying to stir the pot, but it's nice to see other opinions out there. Yeah. Because you guys don't have to say anything. So other people can share the other narrative. So it's a full picture yeah. of the of the dynamics without you guys having to say anything. It just shows that it's just more to the picture than you'd imagine, you know. Oh yeah, there's a lot more to the picture. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's just it's fair. Fun. People can't just assume one thing. It's this band or this. I get I got original member of the band. I'm like, it's almost near remember original member of the band. I mean, like, like the, the the lineage is how many people have been in that band at this point? You well, know? we counted as the original band for when we got the record deal. Well, you I agree with so. you, but I'm saying the point was they're saying Steve wasn't part of the original band because they're harassing because he's not in now. And I'm like, people are just like nitpicking. I mean, he's been in the band, I think, longer than anybody, actually, if you look at it, through well, all the albums. Uh, yeah, actually doing it for sure, yeah. man. Because he's never he, you know. Uh, but nobody really asked, like, you know, what happened to the original drummer? Like, why did we get Steve? Like, no one ever asked that. Like, you know, and uh, that's kind of weird. We were lucky to get Steve. We were we were just getting the record deal, and and the and the old drummer left. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna say why or anything, but he just le- he left, and it was abrupt. And uh, so we had to. You know, we had to find somebody like, and then you know, we we hear Steve, we hear drums in the next studio, yeah, uh, at SIR and, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Los Angeles, and we hear, we hear like you know some killer drums. So we we like popped our head in, and then uh, it's Steve Riley playing with a couple of cats, and then when they took a break, Tracy went over there and talked to him, and you know, see if he would be interested in like jamming with us and seeing how it went, and. We were like, holy shit, you know, he's in Wasp already, which we already dug. And, you know, right. so and he was just a monster. So we were like lucky to have him. And, um, you know, but so what? I mean, he missed uh, he missed, the, you know, the, the first record, but he's an original member as far as I'm concerned. I know the Internet will be upset yeah, about something you're saying out loud. Know. It's you guys. It's you for the album. And him to me is the original. And the other guy can be, too. But I'm saying the band I know, you know. The band I saw was you guys. That was my original yeah. band, you know, for those songs, you know. Yeah. That's how I see it. It's just funny that people have a complaint. It's just, guys, there's like two different bands. It's like different versions of Yes, just different versions of Deep Purple. You don't have to like every version. You don't have to get ugly about it. You just don't have to listen to that album. It's just a big deal, you know. It is. It's no big deal, man. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, hey, you know, I mean, how much more music is there really going to be, you know? So right. kind of like, if you're into that kind of stuff, I think it's great, you know. It was, it was still putting out music. Let's let's see if uh, Sam Smith is putting out music in forty years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, very true. And then that's yeah. the whole thing. I think people just need to realize, and that's more of a comment to the people that you know watch these things and kind of get all over the bands. And you just don't have to listen to them, you know. Everybody's having yeah. fun and enjoying themselves, and that's all it is. Just enjoy yourselves, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure, man. You know, we're still here, so it's like. 
I don't know what else do we do. What's he gonna do? Shark well, you, yeah, you're shark diving. You're, you're you know you're riding motorcycles. You're kind of keeping busy there. And now you know the band's back together. Um, overdrive. I, 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 yeah, overdrive. And you know the dark horse is coming out. Rewind February seventeenth. I think the music's great. You know that's obviously why I look to support you guys. I can't say enough yeah, about this. It, these, these, these albums, all these. I love a good full album. And so far, you know, the first album was full. The two new singles are full. You know. Yeah, there's more. There's all kinds of cool stuff coming out now uh, after this one too. So uh, we're looking forward to getting it out too, man. And we'll see what happens after that. Hi, right, man. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. All right, sure. cool. thank you, man. Thank Let's you. stay in touch, thank buddy. You. All right. We will. We will. Uh, all right. Bye. Cheers, everybody. Bye.